in Samach Dalad Amad Aleph and Samach Hei Amad Beis, disassociating Torah from God, Otchim Lo Mina Katuv Ba Torah. Firstly, I've uh, missed learning with you uh, enormously, uh, although enjoying the time that we're having away and relaxing very much too. Uh, it's been uh, very difficult without Sforim and without being in the mindset uh, of delivering the shir every day to live people as well. Been very hard to put it together, um, as well as my being held back by uh, not having been feeling well during this time. Uh, so apologies for not having spoken to you. And even now I'm sharing some terror with you today, but it's, uh, it's not going to be every day until we get back to usual. Uh, but meanwhile, one of the things that we're dealing with today is the fact that most people in the world are religious in the sense that they believe in God in one form or another. Only 7% of human population are considered to be completely atheistic, and nearly half of that 70% is in China. For the rest of the world, most people believe in God in one way or another. So belief in God isn't what defines a Jew. What is it that really defines us from a values perspective, from a belief perspective? It's not that we believe in one God. <coughs> It's that we believe in Torah Misenai, that we believe that Hashem revealed himself to humankind through Moshe Rabbeinu at Sinai, and gave us the Torah, both the written and the oral Torah. And every effort to break Judaism as a religion, not as a nation, but as a religion, has been built on the effort to split, to disconnect our beliefs, values, and culture from the essential primary principle of Judaism, of Yiddishkeit, which is Torah and Hashemayim, Uh, and Torah Misenai, that the Torah comes from Hashem and was given to us at Sinai. Uh, the, the Lubavitcher Rebbe writes beautifully on the last, last day of, of Hanukkah in Hayom Yom, uh, which for those who are not familiar is a little uh, book of, of short insights uh, uh, running through the, the Hebrew calendar, an insight per day, a kind of a matmon per day that Uh, is, is enormously insightful, very deep, both Kabbalistic and halachic and, and in, every, in every sense. Um, and he writes on that day that that's what the Greeks tried to do to the Jews in the period of Hanukkah. The battle was against the divinity of Judaism, not Judaism as a practice. They didn't care if we learned Torah. They didn't care if we kept the commandments. Just not to mention any aspect of divinity, of godliness in the Torah and To mention nothing of God in the mitzvahs, that's what they battled against uh, at that time. And so many of the Hellenistic Jews supported them. And of course, since that time, until our day, the efforts of, of uh, the reform movement initially uh, and, and secular liberal Jews often, an effort to treat Judaism as a culture, but not as an observing, an observing religion, observing the commandments of Hashem given to us by Hashem 
at Sinai. And this is so primary to our belief that the Rambam writes in Hilchot Yisodei Torah in the eighth parak that our whole belief in Moshe was not because he did miracles. Why did we believe in Moshe? The only reason that Moshe has any credibility with us is our eyes saw what happened. Our ears heard, and nobody else else's. The fire and the and the sounds and the thunder, and Moshe going to the to the uh, cloud, uh, to the mistiness, and hearing the the voice speaking out from Shemayim to Moshe. We saw it. That's why we believe. And the Rambam says in Hilchot Shuva. Um, that there are people who have no chelik in Olam Hava, people who won't have any part in the world to come. And who are those? The Minim and Apikurusim and Kofrim Batorah. Three groups, Minim, Apikurusim, and those who deny the Torah. And then he goes to explain what those three groups are. For Apikurusim, he says, and Apikurus is a person who denies the prophecy of Moshe uh, and says Hashem doesn't speak to human beings. Uh, a kofir b'torah is a person who says that ain't Torah me'im Hashem. I accept the Torah, but not that it's from Hashem. Afilu pasuk yechad, afilu teva echad, even if it's one verse or one word in the Torah. If he says that Moshe made that up, that comes from Moshe. That's a kofir b'torah. Or even a kofir b'ferushavu, Torah shebal peh. A person who doesn't accept that the oral law comes from Shemayim was given to us through Moshe at Sinai. A- any of these cases are considered kofrim b'Torah and don't have a part, God forbid, in the in the world to come. And this understanding of how primary belief in Torah and Mishamayim of, of, of Torah and Sinai is, and how much effort people put into disconnecting the content of the Torah from the author of the Torah and going to every effort they can to deny the divine authorship of the Torah. Understanding that (coughs) is essential to understanding one aspect of the piece of Gomorrah that we deal with today. Uh, But before that, we need to look at um, the the topic of this whole peric, which is the idea of petach, of one of the ways that we get people out of the nadarim that they've made, out of the oaths that they've made, using the mechanism of Petach. And let's just take a moment to understand the mechanism of Petach. Uh, and some of it we've already referenced. Uh, it starts with the Posuk and Parshish Matot, uh, where if a man makes a neder, uh, he should not um, disobey the words of his own of his own oath, which Rashi says, He's said he's elevated his words into a level of sanctity of hektish, uh, and if he disobeys what he said, he's making it whole, he's making it ordinary, and he's not allowed to do that. Uh, but you remember back in Chagiga and Dafyud, and we uh, had a, a matmonim on that. <coughs> we also learned from that that who Mochel, he can't forgive himself, he can't. Uh, just disobey what he, what he has said. But he can go to others, to a chacham, or to a bezdin of chachamim, and they can be mochel, they can undo the neder. And we talked about atarat nedarim, the idea of untying a neder. And the fact that back on Dav Chafbez in Al-Masechta, we had the, the brice of Rabbi Nasan where he said, making a neder is like building a bama. Um, it's like adding to the Torah, it's like adding principles, it's like building a, 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 an altar, a mizbeach, 
that isn't in the temple. But Hamakayim, or keeping the neder, is Kilo Makri Korban. That's like bringing a sacrifice on the uh, on this Mizbeach. Rather than keep and fulfill your neder, you should rather undo your neder. So there's a built-in capacity and mechanism, and in fact a desire, that even though in a moment of anger or passion or whatever a person made a neder, that he then goes to a chacham to undo the, the neder. And we learned then in Masech Chagiga <coughs> on Dafyud, and you can look back at the Matmonim on that as well, how we learn from there that Hashem teaches us that even I do some things that are rash, so to say, uh, and I have regret and remorse, and I go back on my word. So I'm giving you the capacity to do that because that's part of, of humanity. And the Rosh on, on our sugi on Dav Samach Dalet, points out that there are two different things. There's charata and there's petach. Charata is, I regret ever having made the, the neder at all. Uh, it's kind of doing tshuva. It's going back to the source and undoing the neder at the source. And the chacham can accept that charata and say, if you really are genuinely remorseful about having made the neder, we'll undo the neder from the source. But there's a th- second me- mechanism, which is petach, which is, I don't regret having made the neder, but had I known that these particular circumstances would result from making the neder, I wouldn't have made it. At the time I made it, either I was missing information or I was blinded by my anger and passion of the moment and I just didn't think of these consequences. <coughs> and on that basis as well, that's called a petach. And the chachamim can open uh, and do a neder using a, a petach. And our mission at the beginning of this parak talks about the, the fact you can... One of the petachs that you can use is if you would have re- realized that this, so this would have been degrading to your parents, would you have made the neder? And if the person says, no, I, I never realized it could be degrading to my parents, I wasn't thinking about that. That's a valid petach. Um, and to that, Rabbi Tzadok says, in that case, why not talk about kavoda makom? Why not say to a person, did you realize you are degrading Hashem by making that neder? <clears throat> and had you realized that, would you have made the neder? And the Gemara and the Mishnah says, no, but if you do that, then you undo Nadarim altogether because nobody's going to be honest about that. Meaning that nobody is going to say, yes, even if I had known that this would degrade God's will, I would still have made the Nadir against God's will. People wouldn't say that. Um, and therefore, they would rather lie and they would say, no, of course I wouldn't have made it how I thought about that, even if the fact is that the person would have. Would have. So there's no way to get to the truth of it. If a person would be embarrassed to admit that even had he been conscious of the fact that he was disobeying God's will, he would still have made the neder. If a person um, is too embarrassed to admit that, he would rather lie and say, no, I wouldn't have. But it's not a re- it's not a genuine remorse. He's not really saying, had I known this, I wouldn't have made the neder. He's actually saying, had I known this, I still would have made the neder. But I'm not going to say that in public. And therefore, he tells the Beisdin that something false. He tells the Beisdin that he wouldn't have made the neder, and the Beisdin undo the neder under a false pretense. <coughs> but what's important is the Ran and the Rosh both, both point out, based on the Gemara on a Gemara on the next page on Samafei, that this is only if we're talking about God as a general concept. But if we're talking about one mitzvah in the Torah, if we say, "Do you realize that by making this neder?" you are 
um, transgressing a mitzvah in the Torah. For example, the Torah says you shouldn't hate people. Uh, the Torah says you shouldn't take revenge on people. And this neder that you've taken, you took a neder, you took a neder saying you're not going to give any pleasure or benefit to your friend because you're so angry in that moment. That's taking revenge and that's despising him. That's going against a mitzvah in the Torah. For that explains the run, people don't have the embarrassment to say, uh, well, I, 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 I would have done it even though I'd known. People are quite fine to say that. No, I know that it's a, a prohibited. I know there's a mitzvah in the Torah that you don't hate a person, but still, I, but still I did it. A person will be honest about it. So when we're talking about, would you have made this neder knowing that it was against God's will in a general sense? Nobody will admit that. But if we say, would you have made this neder even though it's against a mitzvah in the Torah? Yes, that some people would have admitted. <clears throat> and as we think about this, it's kind of irrational. If people are embarrassed to admit that they would make a neder against the will of Hashem, why are they not embarrassed to say, I'm, I would make a neder even knowing it was against a mitzvah of the Torah? After all, the mitzvot of the Torah, all, all the mitzvot of Hashem. And here we see this capacity that people have to disassociate the mitzvahs of the Torah from Hashem himself. I can believe in God, but I don't believe in God's mitzvot. I don't believe that the mitzvot are divine. Or I believe that some of the mitzvot are divine, but not all of them. Only the Ten Commandments are. Or I believe that the mitzvot in the Torah are divine, but the, the, the mitzvot in the Gemara, that the Torah Shabbat pays, is not divine. Uh, we tend to want to disassociate these halachot, all the laws that were given to us from our intrinsic belief in God. Because if we allow the connection to exist, it compels us, it obligates us, it makes us responsible to Hashem to fulfill His commandments and His mitzvot. And we want the freedom to believe in God on the one hand and do what we, whatever we want on the other hand. And that's always been the problem that we've had within the Jewish nation. And that's the essence of Yirat Shemayim and, and true Emunah, that we understand that the Torah is integrated. It's one Torah. It's all interconnected, the written Torah and the oral Torah. It's like one massive system. It's one spreadsheet, all given to us by Hashem. We can't mess with one piece of it. It is all divine. It is all from Hashem. And in every aspect of it, we believe that this was given to us through Moshe by Hashem himself. <laughs>